Chapter Fourteen of the Adventures of Diggledy Dan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Adventures of Diggledy Dan by Edwin P. Norwood chapter fourteen in which dan parts with old friends and prepares to claim a reward never i'll warrant you had the greatest of woods resounded with so strange a commotion continued diggledy dan as he again took up the thread of his story never i'll make bold to surmise had so singular a carryall with such a gaily dressed passenger boomed through the quiet of its sunset hour for what could have proved more of a surprise to those peaceful surroundings than the approach of an elephant most as big as a house coming onward with strides as wide as a wall and a clown clinging fast to one foot yet forward and crash and we plunged making straight for the littlest town far ahead the tree trunks and the low-hanging boughs showed blue-black against the russet and red of the sky that windowed the woods to the west and from this very spot sprang long fan-like rays with edges of silver and edges of gold travelling to meet us and bathing all that they passed in soft yellow light strange for this light straight for this light the two of us lunged smashingly dashingly onward shaking the ground and the glades as we went bound for the edge of the town now we came to the top of a leaf-covered slope that played floor to an open space lined on both sides with trees and there at the end was the fast sinking sun while smack up against its ruby-red face stood the spire of a church in the town at sight of the steeple we slackened our pace, veered a bit to the left, and in a half-minute more reached the fringe of the trees for which I had sped when I first took flight to the woods. Another stride, and gray ears had thrust his huge head through a rift in the foliage, and we looked out over the field and then i made the most startling discovery the circus was nowhere to be seen thinking i might have mistaken the spot i sprang from my place to the ground but alas there were the holes that had once held the stakes and the tracks and the scars left by the red wagon wheels to prove what i feared to be only too true as i stood there sadly surveying the spot gray ears strode across to my side 
They have gone, I said to him, sadly. Gone on, leaving Diggledy Dan. Gone, to be sure, he agreed. But, tush, tush, what a queer tone of voice. And who ever heard of a clown with a mouth that turned down? So, cheer up, for doubtless it is all for the best. And in the meantime, let us again seek the trees, for I think I heard someone approaching. True enough, as we slipped out of sight, three figures came toward us along a path that skirted the field, and there, walking hand in hand with a big, broad-shouldered man, were the tow-headed boy and the little girl with the forget-me-not bonnet. Of course, they'll get another one, won't they, Uncle Tommy Tom? The little girl was asking as they came within hearing. Oh, by all means, every circus must have its clown. But where from will he come? Well, I'm not certain, replied the one called Uncle Tommy Tom. But I saw the ringmaster getting a gaily colored suit from out of a big trunk just after we had returned from the chase, and there was a man fussing with an odd-looking wig and mixing some red and white paint. Then I heard the two of them talking, and the man with the paint said he'd have everything in shape by the time they reached the next town. Oh, then, of course, they were getting ready to make a new clown, spoke up the tow-headed boy, in a most knowing and positive fashion. Make one, questioned the little girl. Make one how? Why, up, to be sure, answered the boy. Clowns are always made up, though I can't tell you up where, cause the piece I read didn't say. And so, still talking, the three of them melted away in the gathering dusk, even as I stood, gazing down the path they had taken. I felt my companion's trunk on my shoulder. Come, come, friend Dan, there's nothing to be gained by tarrying here. Besides, I have already put my wits back to work and hit upon a plan by which even now you are as good as engaged in a clown with the very biggest circus no not a word was his warning command as i sought to ply him with questions for i have not yet completed the whole of my scheme besides our first thought must be of a lodging place for the night so your arms round my leg once again obeying i mounted the big fellow's foot and we plunged back into the depths of the woods presently we came to a space well covered with grass and here we made ready for bed hollowing a hole for the bumpy part of his head, gray ears, 
was soon stretched out at his side while i using the curve of his trunk for a pillow snugly bunked in the lee of his ponderous front knees twice i sought to speak of the plan he had named and twice did my companion bid me be silent and so lying there gazing upward through the canopy of boughs to the patches of star-sprinkled sky i pictured the future that unfolded before me the night was balmy and there were sweet-smelling flowers near my head Craig ear's trunk made a most comfortable cushion and close by a cricket sang so in spite of my musings i was soon ready for sleep indeed i rather resented being suddenly roused and told to make ready for another march through the woods still i obeyed and in what seemed even less than a twinkling found myself in a tent of marvellous size in it were simply whole battalions of clowns and most wonderful of all a fireplace quite as big as the side of our own hippo's cage then from somewhere there dangled dozens upon dozens of mile-long vine branches and taking hold of the ends of them the clowns began to bind some one fast to the ground even as i looked i saw that the some one was gray ears yes the strange clowns were making a big fellow a prisoner and priding his great toes apart were extracting the peanuts one at a time as fast as the nuts were removed they were taken to the front of the fireplace in vain did their owner protest all were to be burned on the spot finally the first of the peanuts was pushed to the edge of the fire in a moment i recognized it as my friend's favorite nut the delicately colored pindar that had come from the islands and crying no no not that one i bounded straight for the hearth bent upon rolling the nut from the flames the heat was intense i could feel its hot breath on my brow then a wind seemed to fan the flames into great leaping tongues and looking about i saw that all the clowns had joined round with hand bellows which they were pumping for all they were worth at the same moment i reached forward to rescue the peanut and then i opened my eyes above me was the same canopy of boughs but through one of the chinks where there once had shone stars a great shaft from the sun poured its warm dazzling light full in my eyes next though next though not so much as a leaf was astir i felt the touch of a breeze 
and turning my head saw a vast moving car flopping first up and then down and under that ear was a face wearing the most mischievous smile why why it's morning i cried springing up but where is the tent and the clowns morning sure enough answered gray ears as he ponderously rose to his feet as for tents and clowns and all that sort of thing i'm sure i've seen none though i must say you were making fuss enough just before you wake up to have been playing hide-and-go-seek with all in existence but tell me what it all was about and so as we busied ourselves gathering berries and green grass for breakfast i related the whole of my dream now really i questioned in ending are there that many clowns with the very biggest circus goodness no laughed gray ears still there are many two score and more alas then i sighed they will not need diggledy dan nevertheless they will keep you answered my friend as we sat down to our meal and for this reason as you of course know i am a runaway from the very biggest circus and one of its very great features now while i said nothing at the time i came upon this placard tacked to a tree while you were examining the circus grounds at the edge of town last night and with that gray ears produced a square of bright yellow cardboard with these words in tall type printed on it lost gray ears the elephant large and suitable reward if returned to the very biggest circus goodness i cried at the sight of it we must be careful else someone will capture you and take you back home before you are ready to go careful bosh retorted gray ears why beginning being careful when i am already captured already captured i exclaimed in amazement by whom why said he by none other than diggledy dan but i don't understand i began you mean that you are to take me back to the very biggest circus and claim the reward the reward of being allowed to be one of its clowns so come on make haste and let us break camp for we must be ready to enter the big tent tonight and between now and then we have a long way to go End of chapter 14